Hello and welcome to the Youth Initiative Scotland podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Very interesting show coming up. We had joining us all the way from Costa Rica a young man called Daniel Calderon. Daniel spent a year working uh, for youth initiatives in Belfast in 2008, 2009. Spent a further year in London 2009 and then went back to Costa Rica, lived there, studied, went to Mexico for a few years, came back to Costa Rica, studied psychology. He works with young people in various youth work positions and in teaching and tells us all about Costa Rica and the kind of country it is and what it's like, as well as then getting into some of his studies and what he's using and talking about rites of passage and what rites of passage exist that help young people understand when they move from being young people into becoming adults and what effect that has on them. It was a very interesting conversation and I hope you really enjoy it. If you're looking to hear more about what we're doing, go to our website, youthinitiativescott.com. Follow us on Twitter at YISC underscore 2018 or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Youth Initiative Scotland. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a great pleasure to introduce to you. <laughs> 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 it's a great pleasure to introduce to you Daniel Calderon, who joins us all the way from Costa Rica. Daniel and I met each other in Belfast in 2009, I believe. 2008? Eight. 2008. You were in a golf tournament. Um, How much? <laughs> <laughs> I was over playing in a, in a church golf tournament and I, I won the closest to the pin competition. Was that a golf competition? That's true. And um, <laughs> yeah, we bonded over discussing our, the things that we shared from our upbringing, which was not much. Um, <laughs> but but we shared a lot for many things. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, at the time, Daniel was doing a gap year in Belfast. And he ended up staying for a year in Belfast and then moving to London for a year before returning to Costa Rica, living in Mexico for a little bit, I believe, before returning to Costa Rica and doing the work that he's doing now. So great pleasure to have you on. Thank you for taking the time out of your day at 7 a.m. where you are, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Good. Thank so you. Thank, thank you, for... Andy, for, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Good. Good. Thank you for getting out of your bed this morning. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself just now, first of all, what, what is over here in the UK just now and in many parts of the world, we're facing a lockdown of some kind where we're not allowed out because of the coronavirus, the COVID-19 pandemic. How has that affected Costa Rica and how has that affected you? Yeah, well. It has affected me tremendously because all my work now is done through a screen. Okay. While I was used to be being with people, you know, I'm a high school teacher okay. and I've worked with the youth for, well, since I left, since I went to Belfast and I left the UK after London, you know, it, it's been a time for, for me hanging out with young people. So it feels so different because coolest thing about young people is just the banter you have with them mm. you know life 
yeah, through yeah, a screen, yeah. through a screen, it's not as good. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, the interaction, the bouncing I, off each other. Yeah, 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 I missed it. I missed it big time. So, you're a high school teacher. So, is, are you doing classes? What are you teaching? Are you still delivering classes online? Yes, yes, I teach something like values, uh, something like that. It's Christian ethics, the name of the class. So we teach values in my in my school. Um, it's been great. For example, I always grab a piece of news and I say, okay, let's argue about this. So for example, this week, we've been talking about what's going on in the United States of America. Right. Uh, and I, I'm amazed by how, how all the young people have a criteria and, and they're developing their own values and stuff. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. We have amazing discussions with a lot of respect and it's a way to get people that think differently to gather in unity and have a good conversation. And so that's mainly what I do in my classes, but I also do youth work in, in some other things. And something like youth initiatives. I used, I work here in, in Costa Rica called Funda Vida, which is something like founding life. And, mm -hmm. but, but the work we used to do there, it's different from why I, because of what, well, you know, they, how to call it, how to say it. in this, in the, in this youth group, we work with people from slums and stuff like that. That is completely different from YI and, but also just doing workshops and cool activities and talks and games and stuff like that. You, so, say, yeah. you say slums is, um, is, is Costa Rica, what's Costa Rica like as a country? Um, like just the fact that you have slums. Describe slums yeah. like what's that? Yeah. Okay. What's the demographics like there, in the city you grew up? You're San, San Jose, right? Yeah, in San Jose, it's mainly in the urban areas in cities where you will get some parts that seem like a slum. And what constitutes a slum for us is, you know, tin houses, houses made of just of tin and with no floors. It's just yeah. the okay. dirt, the earth. Uh, big, big families and extended families living under the same roof. So maybe there's a tin house of one or two rooms, but they could fit 14, 15 people. Are they built walls? Uh, Are they brick walls? Are they? They try. Yeah, you, you will find that. So bathrooms will try to be enclosed with some uh, wood or something, but the ceilings are open. So you get the kitchen right beside the, the toilets and yeah. It, it, health issues are common mm. in some of these areas. Costa Rica is improving. It's one of the third world countries that is developing the most because we don't have an army. So everything that usually goes to defense, mm. military stuff, goes to education and health system. Which Millions. Millions. Ma Millions. Ma makes it okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. So we should invade. <laughs> <laughs> and get all the nice beaches and mountains that we have. <laughs> I'll get my boys who come. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then in the summer you can come and just relax. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, wow. Um, I remember the first time I, got, I introduced myself to the YA Falcon Belfast. Maybe you have to cut this bit off or maybe you'll keep it. 
and they were like, I, I didn't know any English, right? Or almost none. And they asked me, can you introduce yourself and say something about Costa Rica? And I went, hello, my name is Danny. Costa Rica has pretty nice bitches. <laughs> 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 I meant beaches. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but I'm sure that. I'm sure that was <laughs> that was a better uh, introduction. Oh, they loved me. Since then, I was popular in YI. <laughs> I was their favorite gapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good. So, Costa Rica has nice beaches. You've painted this picture of like slums and teaching Christian ethics. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I assume that is it, these are different young people, or this is the school. Yeah, they're is the school that you work they're... in, like kind of upper class or, or or different. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely upper upper class. Um, I wouldn't say it's the most expensive high school. No, not at all. But it's a private Catholic school right. that is de definitely for well. Mid-class, upper-class people. Yeah. Yeah. And do, do you, like, it, there would be a, like, national education system in Costa Rica, that like, public education? Yeah. As, as well. uh, education is for free in Costa yeah, Rica. Yeah. And most, I mean, most of the country, by far, more than 99% of the people know how to read and write. Okay. I would say, uh, that's what I heard last time, that we, we overcame that 99%, which is very good. Well, in the re in the region, I very wonder, good. Yeah, I wonder what the stats of the UK are. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if it's less than that. Maybe for us, it used to be ninety five when I was growing up. Yeah, I would uh, have guessed about ninety five, ninety seven, or something. But I don't know. Yeah, not sure. Again, I'm not sure about that number, but somebody up. told me. Somebody told me. Once yeah, my once my to. once my podcast goes big time. I'm going to have an assistant just sitting here that's going to fact check all these things. And yeah, that's, that's needed. Yeah. So you don't have any Fidel Castro looking people just saying <laughs> numbers about the country. <laughs> people are going to come yeah. here. Oh, Costa Rica is so nice. And they, get as as... <laughs> yeah. and they get mugged as soon as they get, get off the airplane. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, what was your school like? Where, what, how did you do education then? When I was in high school, you mean? I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. What was friend. your high school like when yeah. you went to school? I, I went to a Catholic school that had half of the people were upper class or mid, 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 middle class. And this other Catholic school had a big social kind of drive, you know. So there were another half of people that were uh, working class for sure. And they even had another area where they taught technical skills to people from the slums or people without parents living in the streets. So it was always interesting to grow up. Mm. I, I mm. was completely middle class uh, with people that had a lot of money, but also friends that had a full scholarship. Uh, so it, that made me be, I grew up being a man who could relate to anyone. And I, yeah. I really appreciate that. It was pretty cool. Yeah, right. So it was a private school, but they would do a lot of scholarships for yeah. families who like couldn't afford Like 20% of the people. 
yeah yeah like 20 percent had complete scholarship no interesting that's good and that uh, helped you and and so but was it a quite high achieving school like is level of education quite well. a lot of people go to university and or further studies after oh for sure for sure more than 90 percent of people <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for sure majority of <laughs> majority of people go to college from the school from my high school yeah. yeah it is it is right in the middle of the of the educational area we we in costa rica yeah. have this place called san pedro where you have like five universities like four high schools so it is kind of in the culture that right. if you go to one of those high schools you want to keep going yeah yeah interesting um but that <clears throat> do you <laughs> do you know like a percentage of like the rest of the country like what like would that no, still okay. be kind of yeah i i know for example now before covid we had like 11 percent of our population unemployed and yeah it's more than half of the people don't go to university of course i mean or i i don't know how much but of course more than half yeah i don't know how much college degree yeah i don't know how much it is here either i'm just asking questions that neither of us know the answer to um then so we met 2008 you you came over for a gap year with youth initiatives where did the idea to come to youth initiatives come from and how old were you and how did you why did you do it okay i was leaving high school and i was adrift i didn't know what to do with my life i moved out from my parents house trying to be cool and i moved with a bunch of friends near the university that i went to to study business after six months of university i have uh, lost a lot of the courses i missed class classes i went to the pubs right after the 7 a.m class which i yeah i was lost you went to the pub after uh, 7 a.m class yeah so at 10 a.m i was going to the pub already and missing the classes afterwards <laughs> i was just not motivated at all yeah. and and with not not <laughs> i didn't have much money so so i i used to go to the pubs and try to make friends <laughs> to get them to buy me a drink <laughs> Uh, the university in Costa Rica is a pretty cool place where people from all around South America come and even some Americans come and I was enjoying that life but I was I wasn't motivated my father noticed this and and he wanted to help me somehow he didn't have the money to make me travel to the UK but it was thanks to a group of missionaries that they opened an opportunity for me to go with everything paid all i had to buy was the plane ticket and a couple of other things and i got i got funding for that i asked i asked friends and and the parents of my friends from this high school and and the community i grew up in, in to help me pay this oh. this trip and they helped me once i got there i had to i i wasn't mainly volunteering for why i majority of my hours during the week were about cleaning and cooking for these missionaries. That's the way I was paying my year. Yeah. So at, at first I only had to go one day a week to youth initiatives. And as when I met all the other gappers and they went three or four days and I was three or four days mainly cleaning, cleaning. toilets. 
I was like, can you help me, please? And they allowed me to to lower the amount of toilets clean and, and to go for a second day to youth initiatives. And I just connected, even when I didn't speak the language. And I mean, it's another language. It's not English in Northern Ireland, <laughs> you know. Uh, I I just bonded with, with the boys, especially there. And it was just a brilliant time of playing games and stuff with especially I worked with the NUTS program, which is 11 to 14. I loved it. Uh, I met amazing, amazing people like Siobhan and Alex and some other people that hopefully you'll get to meet if they travel to Scotland. That would be awesome if you can get them there. Yeah. Yep, Siobhan's been over. Um, some others, Linda and Matt and Tony. And, but we'll get them all over. And we'll get as many over as possible. And, Good, good. For young people here, yeah. there's chances to go over to Belfast as well. So in a way, I went volunteering, you know, but yeah. actually I was the, the one who got served because, and that's usually the case when you go away from yourself and realize that your life is not about you. Yeah. <laughs> and I did that and I found myself by serving, yeah. helping. Yeah. I didn't help anyone. People helped me. And... And there, I was there for a year. Then mm -hmm. I got the opportunity to, for free, move to London and help with university students and also with a, a local community youth group that needed a young man there. And in that year, I think I, I grew up in character and became more mature. And, mm -hmm. and, and that was helpful. I came back to Costa Rica, changed my, mm -hmm. my studies to, to psychology because I realized I want to work with young people and join them in their journey uh, for the rest of my life and that's what i've been doing also apart from the classes i i give psychotherapy to young young people especially right that's my journey and, uh, but without that rite of passage that i mm -hmm. call those two years in the in the uk and ireland i would have never 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 i i, I don't know where i would be i would be lost somehow. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. um okay a few questions we'll get i want to go more talk more about that psychotherapy stuff and, and what that would involve and things like that and what kind of things you use to ha behind those conversations but do you have maybe like a few highlights of your time in youth initiatives like any yeah. any any particular highlights that you go that was either really hilarious really profound or well the first day as i told you it was funny enough they they call me danielle all year long because i introduced with my name daniel in spanish which yeah. is daniel yeah so i was and yeah. called like a girl during the whole year i thought yeah. that was going to damage my reputation but no People is that why you have the beard now you're compensating for <laughs> that's right that's right i got emasculated so i need to <laughs> <laughs> trauma no trauma. it was funny because we were at the football pitch and they were like daniel pass the ball <laughs> I took too much time with the ball, for sure. Yeah, uh, it's Costa it was Rican too fast. Too fa yeah, yeah, it's too fast-paced. It's a different game here. It was just so so many stories, especially the retreats and residentials. Whenever we went to somewhere else to to a, to a sleepover, it was just so much fun. All the games, all the camp, like like everything going on in a camping site, whatever it's making a fire it's just super super fun 
uh, football matches, there's high quality in, in Belfast and in the UK. I must recognize it. Uh, I like it. Even when Costa Rica has beaten twice Scotland, even in their home soil. World Cup and in Scotland. Both times Costa Rica has won. Wow, that must be painful. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. That, is, that happened twice. Inter uh, in international football is is always painful. Everything about everything about the Scottish national team when it comes to football is painful. But let's talk about the the psychotherapy stuff. What do you? Um, is that what you what you studied? That's um, yeah, I, I study psych psychology. What sort of stuff would you use from your studies, your psychology studies, and kind of your work now? Yeah, it's good that you say you asked that, Andy. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but I I did my test, my thesis, my graduation right. thesis on rites of passage for boys right, okay. from high school to adult life. Interesting. Trying to see, trying to see if there are any rites of passage in modern culture. Because everywhere around the world for the past <laughs> centuries and centuries, cultures have these rites of passage that tell a young boy you become a man mm -hmm. in their society. Mm -hmm. And that is helpful not only for their, for their society, but individually. Mm -hmm. Boys then don't fall into depression or mental illness like they would whenever there are no rites of passage. And what I noticed in my, in my studies is that we lack a lot of rites of passage mm -hmm. for, for boys. We've missed out on them. We've, we've put them on the trash and that is being harmful because now you get, and I interviewed a lot of uh, guys in that, in that transition, but you get a lot of people when they're 18 that don't know what they want to do with their life, that don't know who they are and that don't even want to find out because they're just scratching their back. Mm. Uh, losing, lose, missing out on everything mm -hmm. instead of finding a purpose, a meaning for what they want to do, and a group or community of people that join them in that mission. So, what what are the kind of lessons that rites of passage would teach young boys that that nowadays boys don't learn? What lessons would they have learned in the past that now nowadays modern society don't learn? Mm -hmm. Good question. One, I think, is the understanding, just the knowledge of knowing that after that rite of passage, that moment or, or set of actions that you do, you are a part of something, just that belonging experience. Mm -hmm. Since there is nothing, not even something to go to, there is no group, there is no identity of what a man should be, in here in Costa Rica at least, then you don't have that belonging sensation. Mm. That's just a basic one. It's like being a part of a team. You know, when, you, when, when you're a kid and people are picking up the football team mm. and there's a guy that nobody picks, that, that person is feeling he doesn't belong. Mm -hmm. And believe me, he's going to try to belong somewhere. Mm -hmm. He's going to look for something else. And... And yeah, we, we say people need to be more tolerant and accepting and inclusive, for sure. Those are good values. But don't 
don't take away those good environments that make a young boy say, hey, I'm a man. I've achieved something. I built something. Mm -hmm. I'm a part of a team of mm. good people you see there are many rites of passage that that are evil in the eyes of people mm. but even those achieve that purpose of bringing belonging don't get me wrong wrong type of rites of passage because mm. they miseducate on everything but e that 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 alone of belonging is helpful of course you don't want to belong to something bad <laughs> but then what we need to do is change bad rites of passage into good ones because otherwise young boys are going to look for bad ones by themselves gang gang gangs for example are a great example of that here we have gangs especially in the slums and a right to, they would have rites of passage and why are they looking for those rites of passage because they're looking for identity mm -hmm. and to be a part of the group and you have to steal something you have to mug someone you have mm -hmm. knives someone to be a part and of course they know knifings like putting a knife on someone is evil they know it they don't mm. want to do it but mm. that's the only way to survive even in some of these places yeah it's it's so interesting one, one of the ways um one of the ways i see it here in terms of boys like following the crowd and boys trying to be part of a crowd is is the clothes that they wear and so you have yeah. to have a certain brand of, of clothing right and and these brands can cost like 500 700 a thousand pounds and uh, like to the point where i'll be sitting I, I i put some of the boys in my car sometimes to take them to courses or different things and i'll be sitting in the car and literally there's four boys and they're all wearing like a 500 or a thousand pound jacket canada goose and one clear or something like this <laughs> and literally like their clothes are more expensive than my car <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean, and 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 I'm sitting in in the car. And there's something says something of why do you need that? Or the shoes? There's these there's these Balenciagas shoes, right? Yeah, five hundred yeah, yeah. pound a pair. Five hundred pound for a pair of shoes, and and it's, I mean, it it, it is it is what it is. But I heard the guy talking about it recently, and he's a kind of macho man type character and has a history. A, um, in and out of jail type guy and he's totally identifies with this sort of culture and he grew up in a in a, a relatively impoverished neighborhood in glasgow and but he's like no but it's part of your belonging and social status is that people then recognize it you is. It, and then it people like, yeah when you have the same jacket you have this thing in common or, or you have to belong to something and there's some there has to be some expression of how you belong and it's really it's really interesting because there's no even just what you're you're saying, like even the idea that you would need to go undertake a rite of passage in order to be feel like you're part of the family, like that that would have been a historical idea that you and in your place in the family would have been as a boy, say right, and then that would have meant a certain rite of passage that you would have to go through, and once you went through it, you would know that I'm part of this family with the men, and and that there's there's something within just even in learning that that you're part of the family that actually modern society has no i don't know i think people would kind of laugh at that idea they'd be like well of course you're part of the family like you're born into the family of course you're part of it but actually you need to you need to be affirmed that you're part of the family 
for sure. You for know, sure. We know that. And, 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 and you know something, boys are not to blame for this. Their parents never got them to build something with them, to build a fire, to, to cook something. And yeah. that's how you get gender stereotypes also, because you never taught your boy to do things that were, that were good for him to know. Uh, talking about boys, right? Girls don't, girls have natural rites of passage. If you think about their bodies, they naturally progress through womanhood. And there are clear things that show you that. With boys, you might get a beard, but yeah. what does that mean? You know, there's, there's not, huh. not much of a change. That's why you need to get them to do something. Huh. It's very important. Uh, and, and again, it doesn't have to be stereotypical. A rite of passage could be teaching something that is stereotypically for women only. Get them to cook something. Go and make a barbecue and, and, and teach your boy how to do this. It's very important, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah, because if we don't give r appropriate rites of passage, some sort of, of rite of passage will emerge. That's, yeah. It's just something anthropologically human, you know? So that thing you're speaking about, the, the clothing, I bet a young boy who doesn't dress in a certain way feels left out or feels like he cannot get mm -hmm. the things he wants from other friends or from girls or whatever. You know, he's going to feel like he doesn't fit in. You need to change that whole clothing is the most important thing in life, which is not yeah. for something involving character. And to yeah. do that, you you have to go against culture, but it's not against nature. And that's our advantage. Mm -hmm. You see? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're not, we're not advocating that you like, you take all your boys out and you do all, all of the stereotypically boy things. You're all in the mud, you fight, you wrestle, whatever it is you build. Not necessarily. You know, it, it's just something that makes them feel like they are part of something bigger. Yeah, and is this that is going to be also good for. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that tells them you've done a great job. Yeah, you are helping. Yeah, you are. You have, you have achieved, and this is important. Stereotypes are not good. Archetypes are what we're following here. The archetype of the hero. Everyone wants to be a hero. But sometimes you will find a boy who is not interested in wrestling for whatever reason, for example. Yeah. He's interested in painting. Well, give him a rite of passage where he feels like a man through yeah. painting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But don't take out the archetype of feeling like a hero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people misunderstand the two things in modern culture. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it, it, it very quickly descends into... These are the gender stereotypes and that's not good to stereotype um but there's a the archetype idea is it's a fascinating idea just because even that this like like so so for example that you've just used right there's a young boy and he's not interested in wrestling right but he's interested in painting why is he interested in painting like what why did like what who decided because he didn't decide that he was interested in painting. That's right. He's, That's he's right. just in. He's just he just discovered that he was interested in it. Yeah. And there's the, the, there's these things inside us, and so the idea of archetype that there are these things inside us 
before we like anything and they decide what it's it's a fascinating idea and it's like oh you know i love what i love i love football i love music i love certain kinds of music who decided that i love that kind of music and not and i know these things can obviously be influenced by those around you but no they're definitely influenced but they're also natural yeah everyone is in itself in themselves a whole universe yeah. to question a people likes it's it's so bizarre yeah. they, they they just have yeah. certain likes you know and dislikes yeah. but to encourage them to find purpose meaning and, yeah. and the yeah. sense of being heroic in that that's universal yeah. And that's what we need to support in the youth programs that we work in. And that's where a man or a woman find themselves. You see, uh, this also goes for girls. It, it does. A woman needs to find purpose and meaning in everything she does. Yeah. And she needs to be recognized, yeah. not just for one aspect of her life, but for for her as a whole, and we as a culture are failing on them. Yeah. It's painful. It's painful. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I know you've got other things you got to get to work at some point today. Um, just quickly before you, before you go. Um, yeah, I have ten more minutes, so it's ten more fine minutes. You want. Yeah. So, how do you have any examples of how you use that sort of stuff? And those sorts of ideas in your work and in, and in um, talking to young people. And he said psychotherapy, that seems like quite a strong, that seems like a really serious thing that you're... Yeah, well, it's, it's, there's two different sides to my, how I, like how I work with young people. Three, I would say, in a classroom, just more yeah. theoretically, you know, then there's the psychotherapy part where it's when a, a young person comes to my office and and is dealing with personal, deep, profound situations that aren't allowing him or her to to just have a happy, happy, normal life. And sometimes I need to work with a psychiatrist because mm. there might be something sick in your organ that that is your brain. Where yeah. you need to adjust something, but most of the time, it's it has to do more with relationship issues with the family, uh, not accepting things. And uh, well, whenever there's a divorce or a separation, that that needs counseling. You know, it's it's more about counseling, I would say, most of the time. But the third area is just activities and and social skills that you can work in a in a more superficial way, but that goes deep, uh, which is like, as I as I told you, camps and, and retreats and stuff like that. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, there were a lot of people from Central America, university age people, and and we thought, hey, let's do something cool with with the youth. Let's go to the mountains and and let's teach them how to build a camp and build a fire and and play games and stuff like that. So, so we, we wrote a permit, parents signed the permit because they loved the idea and a bunch of us went to a cabin in the mountains 
and at some point we lacked water in the cabin because there was no water so we had to go to a river to bring water heat cook and uh, stuff uh, they learned to cook they learned to build a fire they learned everything and every set of skills that each boy had was coming up differently so there was this kid that was picking uh, you know sticks so we could build a fire and this bigger fella was with a big log and we made sure you see we need the small wooden sticks to get the fire on yeah. we, if you got just get the big the big piece of wood nothing happens you cannot light that with a with a match or anything you need to build it up teamwork you know things like that i'm a little bit lost in translation during this whole interview mm -hmm. but just activities that are cool that mm -hmm. are not that young guys and, and girls don't find them out out there in everyday life yeah yeah yeah, yeah you need to do these things you need to have these adventures and stuff like that mm -hmm. Um, Daring themselves rites of passage, and that's the way I work with this. Yeah, yeah. I think that 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 would probably be my one of my reflections on modern education systems is that that this uh, spirit of adventure is probably lost. Fascinating. Anyway, Daniel, um, I think we'll I think we'll leave it there. And yeah, sure. thank you for your time. I don't want to keep you too long. I think there's enough in there for people to chew over and hopefully this really enjoy talking to you and hopefully we get another chance to but thanks for joining us this morning and hope you hope costa rica is as sunny as scotland does today it is sunny but it always rains in the afternoons in this time of the year oh really it's, oh. it's very tropical at the moment yeah rainy season we call it Right. Sunny in the mornings, storms in the afternoon. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But One hey, day. Andy, it was a pleasure to see you and, and share with you. And I hope you come here someday. Yeah, one day. With all your One family. Day. Definitely. And I send you a big, 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 big hug, man. Uh, you're a great friend and a great man. So thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for spending the morning with us, Danny. Have a good day. Bye bye.